1: We are back. It's the charity stripe. Hate your free throws because they freed Nikki Snacks Kreider, joined as always by Alex Tosmi, the Rock Disopolis. Joshua Fisher is away. He's in Europe. He's living it up in Paris, London, uh, Amsterdam, all over the world. You know, he's going to be back next week, but we're holding down the fort while he's gone. Make sure to go follow us on Instagram at the charity stripe or on Twitter, underscore charity stripe underscore. If you like podcasts, go to believe.com. Believe.com's got every single podcast that you can imagine. They've got sports podcasts. They've got fantasy podcasts. They've got movie podcasts, all kinds of podcasts. You like a team? They've got it. Go to Believe. That's B L E A V. We're brought to you by Bet Online.
0: Uh, Bet Online, per usual, our our longstanding sponsor. Bet Online, great place to wager on all sports. Got a lot of sports info, sports betting info. Go to betonline.ag. Use the promo code believe. You get fifty percent off your initial deposit. Um, so that's a great deal. They've got the twenty four seven casino, which our, uh, our our fellow buddy Josh loves to dabble on. Although we normally tell him to to stay away because it can get dangerous at that twenty four seven casino. It's Nick dicey. and I Nick no, and I no, both no know ten very ten. well <laughs> it gets dicey. Yeah, that's great. Speaking of bets, Nick, did you take any? bets on the u.s open that's going on right now uh
1: no i did not but i might be looking to take some like second day odds we'll see what happens i i don't really like to take flyers on guys because just the field is so big usually yeah and unless you unless you're picking a guy that's gonna like be a lock to finish in like the top 10 or the top five I don't know. It's it's kind of like throwing your mind away and unless you're like seeing who makes the cuts.
0: Yeah. I like a, a nice Saturday morning, Friday night bet after a guy has played a rough Thursday, mm-hmm. but then he's showed some promise on Friday. He's a, he's he's a really good driver. He moves the ball down the fairway. Yeah, and he's gotten hot on Friday. And so he, he's built that momentum rolling into the mm-hmm. weekend. He's made the cut. Um, I think you, and typically you'll get like decent odds on that guy too. It's kind of a long shot bet and it depends who the, the golfer is, but that's generally my strategy. If I ever do want to bet on golf, another thing to bet on, of course, is the NBA finals tonight, game six, it's tipping off right now. So if you're on your drive right now, you're, you know, you're in SoCal and you're driving home from work or whatever it may be, go turn that on when you get home. Nick, do you have any predictions as we're talking now? It's the first quarter on who's going to win this game.
1: Yeah. I mean, I said it before the series even happened that I thought the Warriors were going to take the series in six games and I think they've finished it here. I think that they just close it out and they take it in six and Steph and Clay have another great game. I've been really disappointed with with how Jason's played this series and I think the time's up. I mean, I didn't think this team was gonna was gonna win at all, but you know, they de- definitely showed some really good signs early on in the series, but the Warriors pulled away and are starting to figure it out. So Warriors and six still. And just by the way, while you were saying there's a guy that was projected to be higher for the PGA tournament, the US Open, that's not playing that well today, that could have better odds tomorrow. Go put your money on Xander Shoffley if that's the case. So, there you go.
0: The Zandman. He's got a good name. I endorse it. I'll co-sign that bet. I, I also had Warriors in six coming into the series. I'm going to stick with that. And even if the Celtics, you know, do take game six, which is at home for them. It is at Tea Garden in Boston. I, I still think the Warriors come home in to Golden State and win in seven if they don't get this one. But, of course, you know. Gotta roll with both of our predictions here. I think Josh's pick was Celtics in seven. So he desperately needs this this game, not only for his prediction, but also for his fandom. Um, yeah, we're all still alive right now. Yeah. 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 Which is which is nice. I feel like normally one of us is, is easily been the door's been closed and, and we're just watching as a fan. I think for the Celtics, they they weren't necessarily supposed to be here. So I think even if they lose tonight and they don't win the NBA Finals, you you know, you hate to get there and really throw it away because they've turned the ball over so much. They're really not playing their best basketball. They were the hottest team through the second half of the season after a, a really rocky start, but they weren't supposed to be here in the Finals. I think that if the Milwaukee Bucks had had Chris Middleton, they were everyone's pick to be representing the East in the NBA Finals. Of course, the Celtics beat them. That's the way things play out. His guys have injuries. Guys go down. They take advantage of the opportunities. They beat Miami in seven. They beat Milwaukee in seven. Both fantastic series wins. Of course, they sweep the Nets. Jason Tatum is still 24. I mean, I, I think he's getting a lot of flack from sports media because he's not playing his best basketball, but no one was coming into the season saying Jason Tatum is a top five player in the NBA. And People are always saying that about Steph Curry. And I think, you know, Steph Curry had a dud of a game last game in game five. Of course, through through games one, two, three, and four, he was fantastic. He's the the leading odds for finals MVP. I expect him to win finals MVP, even if Andrew Wiggins has another fantastic game. I think the Steph narrative has definitely been laid down for the series. Yep. But I, I think it's just important to keep in perspective, especially against a championship pedigree team. Maybe they don't have the exact same roster as the Warriors teams had in past, but this is a team who's been in this moment before. So the Celtics haven't. They'll learn from this experience. And I don't think this roster is going anywhere. They're not going to break it up. Um, well
1: the the one thing I will ask you though is okay, so this is Tatum's sixth season, right? This is I think Jalen's seventh season. And this is I think Marcus Smart's eighth season. Yeah. So I know they're all really young. It's a really young core, and it, it's one of the most promising young cores in the game. But at what point do we look at it and say, okay, the clock is really ticking now. When do they need to start really showing us the money that they can actually do this? Because they're going to be showing some money here pretty soon, and are they going to be able to afford everyone to even make this run and continue to be a powerhouse? Because they're all young, but they're all solidifying themselves as top 20, top 25, top 30 players in the league. So they're going to get the bag. When's the panic time if well, they don't get think, it done this time?
0: I think So Tatum and Brown are both on their big contracts already. So Tatum's year five, Brown's year six. But either way, your point is still valid. Marcus is a little bit of a different story. I think just like in the NFL, just like in other sports, they bring in a new head coach this year, right? So mm-hmm. I think that adds to what the expectations were supposed to be this year. He is a Ime Udoka has outperformed anything we could have imagined from a coaching standpoint by, by getting these guys here. This is his first year as as an NBA head coach, uh, Brad Stevens is his first year as president of basketball operations, taking over Danny Ainge's position. So I think that buys some time. And I think it's, you, you still have the core of, of Tatum and Brown. I think the Marcus smart point is, is a more interesting discussion because, he's kind of their third piece, but it's also the other guys around it. Like will Al Warford be the same guy next year? He's 36 right now. How much more does he have left in the tank? They traded for Derek White in the middle of the season, an excellent move as he's been a a huge contributor for them throughout the entire playoffs. And they replaced, you know, Josh Richardson, Derek White's a a clear upgrade there. But what are the other guys that they can put in place with Tatum and Brown that can help them succeed when they get to this place? Because- You know Aaron Neesmith, who was a first-round pick for them, he's played no minutes in the finals. He's played no minutes in most of these playoff games. He was a non-factor in the regular season. Grant Williams had moments in the first two rounds, but in the last two rounds, he's basically been a no-show after Stan Van Gundy called him the best defensive player in the league, which is still a ridiculous statement. He went to his head. Yeah. Or he (laughs) just wasn't the best defensive player in the league. But classic classic Van Gundy, Um, Robert Williams can't stay healthy. So there's definitely Daniel Tice really hasn't been a contributor. There's moves that they can make for the supplementary pieces to put them in a better position to move things around. And maybe that's taking a guy like Marcus and breaking him into two pieces, right? Getting two guys that are equal to to one Marcus. Because at the end of the day, when you're playing a seven-man rotation against a, a Warriors team that has good depth and is playing eight, nine guys deep, especially with Gary Payton back now, like that's when you get into, into trouble because Tatum and Brown, they're not having their best series. But I think part of that is they're on their last legs because they've played four rounds of playoff games and it, it wears away at you. And especially with the scheduling and in the NBA playoffs, I mean, it's not very advantageous for these guys to, to have fresh legs, even with the increased amount of rest they're receiving in the finals. So I think there's a lot of things, but I just, for Celtics fans, like, I don't want you to get too down on yourselves if you don't win this series because you're in the NBA finals and, and yeah, what Josh. more yeah poor, poor, I don't think don't, I think Josh is a reasonable Celtics herself. fan. I think he is, right?
1: Yeah, I think he I think honestly, if we're being completely candid here, I would say that Josh is a pretty reasonable fan. He's a sports analyst, so that's why I think you need to put some reason into it. But there are a lot of Boston fans out there that are very unreasonable. I think the team that he gets most unreasonable about sometimes is the Sox. And it's not even, it's not even like in a way where it's like, oh, like the Sox are the best team. Oh, the Sox are five games below 500. We're so screwed. There's nothing that we can do. We can't climb out of it. And it's like super early in the season. We've got so many baseball games to play. There's plenty of time and it's a great lineup and you can always retool. You could always ship guys off and and make some upgrades. But with the Celtics, I think he's been pretty reasonable. I think with the Pats, it's hard not to be reasonable. I mean, the reasonable for them is winning a Super Bowl every other year, so.
0: Yeah. Yeah, he's been he's been uh
1: spoiled. Had really I guess I nice- guess I guess family. we're all unreasonable about Texas football expectations. That's the one probably. We always assume that we're gonna be a playoff yeah. team after we win the first game of the season.
0: But we're not alone though. And I think us not being alone makes the disappointment a little easier because we're we're all in it together. <laughs> <laughs> Typically we're and we're all in it together, meaning that we're all, you know, moping on our couch after we've lost our second game or third game, six games into the season. Celtics Warriors, game six. What did you think of the Clay impersonator getting the lifetime ban from the Chase Center after sneaking into the arena. What what do you think of that?
1: That was pretty funny. I feel really bad for the guy, but I think he knew what he was doing. For those of you who don't know what happened, there is a YouTuber influencer out there that looks like Clay Thompson. Basically, it doesn't even really look like him. He basically just shaves his goatee to look like Clay Thompson. Where's the headband? And where's Clay Thompson's uniform? Yeah and he and he snuck into the Chase Arena to take some shots before the game in warmups like Clay Thompson and basically the Warriors sent him a formal letter stating that he is banned from all future events at the Chase Arena whether that's NBA or concerts or anything at all. They said that he can write a written appeal if he wants to, and it won't be taken with prejudice. But for now, he will not be attending any Warriors events. I don't think he's banned through the NBA, so I think that's okay. But it's so funny. The fact that they, I mean, it works, right? Like he, they got duped for a second. They They—they um, yeah. eventually, but like, that is so funny. That's great content. The Warriors are stubborn and they feel like they've gotten bamboozled. Yeah, it feels-
0: it feels a little bit like they're doing what they think they have to do. Right. Right. He wasn't a threat. I understand why they're banning him because you, you never know in, in today's society, like what, right. You know, if someone Sneak sneaks in. into somewhere, what they're, what they're trying to do, what their intentions yeah. are. Of course, that's the
1: unfortunate part.
0: Um, he got through like five, wa- five waves of security or like five different security checkpoints a- at a certain point. It's, it's interesting because it's like, if you're a security guard that works at the Chase Center, and it's a playoff game, I can't imagine that you really want to say too much to the players, right? Maybe mm-hmm. they, have, they have a relationship. Of course, these guys are going to the arena. A lot of these employees have worked for multiple years here. Maybe they've said something here and there. Some of the guys check in. They might know their family members or whatever it is. Um, but as far as like the platform that you're playing on, it's the biggest stage. And yeah. I, if I were an employee there, I certainly wouldn't want to be like, hey, Steph, what's going on? How are you? Like, let me let me get into your head and, and shake your focus before you step on the court in the most right. important game of the season. Uh, so I completely understand, like, why they would be a little bit more lax with, like, checking to see. Because he's wearing a hoodie the entire time, too. Yeah, like, exactly. Like, pulling the hoodie back and... He I think he's pretty tall. I think he's like 6'3". He, three. He and yeah,
1: and he's so. got a good shot too. Like I'm I'm like watching the video and like he's like putting up three pointers and like making them. And like he is pretty tall. He was wearing a hoodie. I think someone even like I think someone even like yelled at him um like Chase, let's get or uh it's not Chase, Clay, let's get the let's
0: get the dub tonight. And he was like, Oh my god. They really yeah, 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 yeah.
1: So wait, so like, there's a video out there of him like actually going through security. It's, it's hilarious.
0: So his cameraman also goes with him, and and no one has any questions about it. Is that because it looks like there's there's a guy like following him with a camera, right? Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. That's probably what it was. They're probably like, "There's Wiser, a cameraman," and then and then they're like, "Wait, Clay Thompson's over here. Why is he out there?" <laughs>
0: <laughs> oh my gosh, so funny. Um, so Game Six, <laughs> fake Clay will not be in attendance no, in Boston. He won't um big big just generally a well big maybe weekend. he
1: might you never know right oh that's true that's true it's in boston so maybe the barstool guys maybe got him some tickets
0: yeah i saw pat Bev here's, here's the thing i was him. thinking about this
1: like i don't i forget what this guy's name uh he, he goes by big Dawes tv so at big Dawes tv on on twitter or Dawes. is like they don't ask for your id when you go through like general admission ticketing, right? Like they're not asking for everyone's IDs and it's not like the security guards, like have like, like a picture on every single entrance, like do not let this person in. And even if they do, he was dressed up as clay Thompson at the time. So like what happens if he dresses up as someone else? So it's like, if he really wants to go to an NBA game or if he really wants to go to a Warriors game in San Francisco, then like, He, I feel like he can. (laughs) He still can. I, yeah, I I wonder. He got caught though.
0: Right, right. I wonder. uh, I wonder how they they check that. Like, do they have like a no fly list, like on their phone that they send to each security employee that they say, like, hey, review this list before you check. Maybe. People that are coming in just take a quick pass at it. And I, yeah, I, I can't imagine, I imagine it's that so, many people that have lifetime bans to the arena. Say,
1: but also like I can't imagine that there's there's so many security guards at every single entrance, right? That that take care of the ticketing stuff. And they're just hourly hourly wage employees, right? Like the, there can't be that much of a system in place to do that. I think it's more of like it's more of like the honor code where it's like if you get caught. At this event, if someone spots you, you will be arrested. And that's, yeah. like, enough. Like, the guy doesn't want to get arrested, you know? Like, that goes on your record.
0: Yeah. Yeah, that's true. Do you have uh, any predictions? I bet the first quarter is probably wrapping up right now. Any any score predictions? Do you like the unders in, in NBA playoff games? Um,
1: Have they been hitting? Do you know,
0: I think they I, I think they generally have been because guys just they turn up the defense a little bit. Right. As they as they get into the playoffs, obviously, there's no defense played in the regular season. And finally, they they engage. Um, and I think that, you know, the, the Celtics team had the best defense throughout the regular season yeah. and through the playoffs. Um, that might be an interesting live line under if it was a high, high scoring first quarter. Maybe check that out anyone who's listening to uh, to this show on the radio, if you're listening Check to the podcast out. after the fact, it's a little too late. Uh, it, is,
1: it is, it is. I would say that this, I think the Warriors are going to win this game by like six to eight points, maybe even a little more.
0: The Celtics were four-point favorites going into the game. Um, that's been the interesting thing about this entire playoffs. I think the finals have been a little bit better, but the margin of victory has the the winner whether they were supposed to win or not has covered almost every single time um which is just just an interesting thing from a betting standpoint big at week, big week big weekend potentially if, if the celtics do win this game for just boston sports sports being watched in boston um yeah. with the open being played in mass, u.s yeah. open in in brookline Um, and of course the Celtics, one of of, uh, our
1: good buddies is volunteering there. My roommate, he's, he's out of town volunteering at the U S open right now.
0: Really? Yeah. Wow.
1: Shout out to him and his family.
0: What does that, what does that entail? If you, if you know just at all, like what he's doing,
1: I don't know exactly what it is, but I think he's just volunteering. I don't know what the job is exactly, but I believe at some point he'll basically have you know, a day or two off. I think he maybe volunteers the first couple of days and then he gets the last two days to actually go watch as a spectator.
0: Has he played that course before?
1: I don't believe so. <laughs> he says yeah. it's a very he says it's an extremely hard course. So we'll see what happens. But you know, I I think uh, he's gonna have a fun weekend. He's he's from Boston. So shout out to him and all of his boys who get to enjoy the weekend and enjoy some some great match play there. Um, and also Potentially enjoyed their Celtics getting a dub. But hey, we're the cherry stripe. We'll be right back. Don't move that dial. Don't go anywhere. We've got some more sports content for you guys. We love talking sports. So, yeah, definitely. And,
0: and if you like betting on sports, of course, go to betonline.ag. Tons of parlays you can throw down there. They've got great sports info for you to read up on. Um, you should be informed if you're going to spend the money that you earn with your paycheck. Uh, whether it's at a security gate or elsewhere, um, <laughs> if you've lost ten thousand dollars and you've been you have a lifetime ban from the Chase Center, you should also be careful when spending your money. But if you're going to do it, spend it at betonline.ag. We'll be right back with the next segment. where the Jersey Strip. This is the Charity Stripe on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: We're back, baby. The Charity Stripe. Hit your free throws because they free. Nikki Sacks Kreider, Alexander Disopolis, as we mentioned. Joshua Fisher is in Europe. He'll be back next week, so get ready. Strap in. If you want to follow us on Twitter, at underscore Charity Stripe, underscore. Or if you want to follow us on Instagram, at the.charity.stripe. Slide in our DMs. Ask us some sports questions. Tell us who you think we should interview all that good stuff. Or just talk to us about life. You know, We love to give advice and love to talk to the people. That's why we do a sports show. Getting into some sports though, we had mentioned golf in the previous segment, and there has been some very interesting news that have come out of the golf world as of recently. There have been some players, Phil Mickelson's been one as an example, that have left the PGA to go to Live Golf, L-I-V, basically another golf championship that is taking players away and is giving them bigger payouts and is structuring their their match play a little bit differently and it's really interesting it's kind of like a battle of the two leagues right kind of like the old school afl nfl deal or um what was the soccer one for a while right there was a fifa one and there was like the one that kind of fell through what was it oh the Remember? like this
0: like the super league that they were super trying league. to yeah yeah yeah, yeah.
1: So it kind of seems like that, but this one actually seems like it's really happening. It's a Saudi Arabian funded league for the most part. And I don't even know if you want to call it league tour and a lot of players are are jumping ship and and they're joining live golf. So some of the things to, to keep in mind, Bryson DeChambeau, Patrick Reed, they both left the PGA tour as well for live golf, but there's some differences here. So one of the big ones is start times. So on the PGA tour, as you know, golfers start at different times on the same tee. They stagger them. With Live, they're doing it called a shotgun start time, which means that all the golfers start at the exact same time, but on different tees. So it just kind of reduces the amount of time each round is going to last, and it makes it more of a smaller field. Kind of, I think, better for attention spans, you know what I mean, unless you want to watch golf literally from 5 a.m. till 5 p.m that's your thing uh yeah. team plays another big difference here as well so every tournament there's gonna be 12 captains and they're gonna be drafting three teammates each week so there's gonna be teams every single week 12 of them and basically the winning team gets the biggest bag there payouts is also a very interesting one and that's probably my might be the most the biggest deciding factor when it comes to these players leaving the PGA. So when you're in the PGA, there's no guaranteed money when you play a tournament. If you don't make the cut, then you're not getting a piece of the purse. If you're on live, you will get a piece of the purse no matter what. So let's take this London event. For example, it's a $25 million purse of that $20 million will be split amongst the 48 golfers in the individual portion of the tournament. The remaining 5 million will be divided up. Among top three teams. So, basically, the last place finisher will make hundred twenty thousand dollars. The winning team will split three million amongst the four golfers. The second place will split up one point five million, and the third place will split up five hundred thousand. So, it is guaranteed money every single time you play a golf tournament. Now, if you're finishing last in every single tournament, you're basically making over a hundred grand every single time. That's great incentive right there. If you're a player that has never been close to reaching the top 10 in any major event, then this is your place. If you want to just go yeah. out and have fun and make some money, and you've also got your endorsement deals, I'm sure live is maybe your, your home. So I'm kind of yeah. the idea. I don't know how, how many Americans are going to tune in to watch it, but you know, we'll have to see if their favorite well, that- offers in there, then they will.
0: That's a really interesting question. I'm going to throw out some of the the names of guys that have officially resigned their PGA Tour membership. Sergio Garcia, Brandon Grace, Dustin Johnson, Kevin Na, Louis Tyson. Yeah, Bryson DeChambeau and Patrick Reed are both slated to make their LIV Golf debuts in a couple of weeks. I've heard murmurs of of Kepka joining as well. I think his brother is already involved in LIV. So it's it's really interesting. Rory is has kind of been the, the main patron on the opposite side, defending the PGA, but you brought up viewing rights. And so that's a really interesting thing to think about in the big picture of how this affects professional golf going forward, because the tour, the LIV golf tour is financed by the public investment fund, a sovereign wealth fund of Saudi Arabia, as you mentioned. If the viewership isn't there, most leagues are the payroll, the amount of money that the league makes is dictated by what the viewing is, right? And mm-hmm. that's why the NFL is consistently the most successful in regards right. to leagues. Of course, there's no there's no salary cap in baseball, so that affects how rich these owners are, then in turn dictates how much they can pay a lot of their players, which is why we see the Dodgers and the Yankees being able to put together these almost super teams year after year but I bring up the the viewing and you, you brought it up first, but if no one's watching this, is this a sustainable thing? Is this going to be able to last for a long time? Do they have deep enough pockets where it won't even matter and they'll just be able to say, okay, here's another investment. Here's another round of investment yeah. and we're willing to pay these players. That's the reason why just from a general standpoint, it's probably more detailed than this, that the PGA can't allow players who are placing last who don't even make the cut to get money right so it's it's really interesting and as far as placement and tournaments going forward the masters as we as i was talking to you before we hopped on the masters dictates who joins their tournament it's an invite only tournament obviously if you've placed in a certain ranking in the world golf rankings you know that matters with the 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 masters invites if you've played at the masters before that matters with masters invites but for these these smaller pga tournaments they typically decide where people are ranked on the world golf rankings now if they're not playing in these smaller tournaments because they're playing in liv tournaments they're not going to be on the world golf rankings and that could Mm -hmm. impact where they lie for the other majors that are out there and I, I, all four of the majors, the main majors, operate independently of the PGA, outside of the PGA Championship, of course. But it's just going to be really interesting to watch the landscape of golf and how it changes as things trickle down as more PGA golfers I expect move over to LIV because they want to they want to secure the bag they're looking out for their financial future they agree with it. some of it's getting a little political of course as all conversations do in in the modern world now so that certainly has an impact on on golf but I'm interested to see how the viewing the viewing numbers affect how this translates in the long term right.
1: I think it's interesting for sure. I mean, the fact that the door is still open for players to play on the Masters, you know, it's it's a huge thing in all of the major tournaments, of course. I, I think that's the kicker there, right? I don't think DJ or Deshambo or Reed or even Phil are going to give up opportunities to pass up a green jacket again, right? Some of those guys are still chasing a green jacket. So they're not going to jump ship completely. So the door is still open there. That's the kicker.
0: But a lot of those tournaments could say if they wanted to, I don't expect them to because ultimately like if well, you want more people to watch your right? tournament, right. Yeah. Right. They could say we don't want anyone that's performing on the live tour to, to come and play at the masters. That could be a possibility. I exactly. project that they're going to want everyone and anyone to show up to their, to their tournament. They they just want the best golfers there because that's what's going to bring in the most viewers. But uh, yeah, it's, it's really, it's really, really interesting. And uh, what's your handicap right now, Nick? <laughs>
1: <laughs> I don't know. Probably like, I don't even know how handicaps work, honestly. So, yeah, probably pretty bad. But I, if I'm going out there, I'm probably shooting like 120 or 130. Feel like it's pretty bad.
0: Yeah. Same. I'm, I'm, a I'm tri- not a good guy, golfer. For sure. Me, I'm not me good, either. You yeah. You and I are definitely golfer, the yeah. better
1: athletes. You and I are definitely the better athletes on the charity stripe, and golf is not our strong suit.
0: Could be the one sport where. Josh can can thrive at and be way better eh. than us at. Right now, he's not. None of us are good right now. To clarify, yeah.
1: But if Josh really wanted to go practice golf every single day, he could for sure do it, and he could probably be better than us. Because yeah. I don't think you and I are going to spend our time doing that.
0: No, no. Unless he starts it, and then maybe our our competitive edge takes over, and we feel like we need to we need to make a statement. Yeah. Speaking I, of I, golf, I would let him have it. Honestly, I would. But it's like, is he going to go play by himself? Because he's then he's asking us to play, and then it's like, yeah, we're, we're playing we got, already. We it's a fun play, game. Though. We got yeah, friends it's, that it's, play. That's true. Uh, speaking of golf, one of my favorite movies is Happy Gilmore. Great sports mm-hmm. movie. Have you gotten a chance to watch Hustle, the Adam Sandler basketball movie?
1: Not not yet, but you're raving about it. So can you tell the the, the listeners really quickly what this premise is? Because it looks pretty really interesting. Like the commercial that I saw had Anthony Edwards in there schooling up whoever he was playing.
0: This might be the most professional athlete cameos in a film I've ever seen. Essentially, the movie is about, I can't remember Adam Sandler's character's name, but he's an NBA scout. He's like the head scout for the Philadelphia 76ers who's always wanted to be an assistant coach. Um, He gets an opportunity to be an assistant coach, but then the owner passes away and so then another roadblock is put in front of him. He has, to, he has to go back to scouting. So he's traveling all across the world, specifically focusing on international talent. Um, I won't get into the nitty-gritty details because I don't want to give the, the full picture of the movie away. But he finds a really good prospect in Juancho Hernan Gomez, who's actually a player in the NBA. Um, and he, he establishes a relation. He plays for the Jazz right now. Um, he's like a he's like a rotational bench player, but I wonder, I know, wonder they- what that
1: that process looked like. Where it's like, let's let's pick a guy who can also because can the guy act? Is he a good actor? Yeah, he's great. So okay, he's- so so they did they do like a, a NBA wide casting call of like let's find an international player who can act, who can who can hoop, who's gonna be perfect for our movie.
0: I think well, part of it was age. Age is an important factor because, um. Only, I don't know, I didn't even realize it was a rule, but I, I guess for international players, they have to be under a certain age for them to be eligible for the NBA draft, um, which was interesting. Otherwise, they could get signed, I think, as like a free agent. But if in, in regards to being selected in the draft, which comes with different territory from a contract negotiation standpoint, how long you can keep a player, you know, how much you can pay them, that they have to be under a certain age. So the age part was a was a requirement from a casting standpoint, right? All the guys that are in the NBA can make it look on camera like they're a good enough basketball player. I think mm-hmm. that's at least guys that are on rosters. Maybe maybe not two-way players that are like dabbling in the G League. This is a guy that is playing. He's played multiple right. minutes. He was starting at one point for the Timberwolves. Um, but it's a great question. I, I'd love to know who else they looked at, not because Juancho didn't do a good job he did a fantastic job but just to see who else they were considering yeah like
1: Uh, like who was who was like the final three in the casting call right like who was on hold
0: well the international part was part of the story so that too had to go into the casting and i'm sure a lot of the guys who knew about the project initially you know their reps their agents probably know about it were like i'm just not interested in that I'm right i care about basketball i care about my family i, I don't yeah. care about acting I get it. or have no does this does this
1: guy have a career in acting you think in the future
0: i th- maybe maybe the the one caveat to that is like boban has really carved like the niche of being the like cameo basketball player that pops up in movie to movie he's already yeah. been in john wick john 3 wick. i could see him doing like wwe after the fact Um, Such a big guy, right? Like, all these guys are so big that they're so noticeable that Mm -hmm. I don't know how many of them you can have in a film if it's not a basketball film, right?
1: Yeah, it's true. Yeah, that's a good point. I mean, also like Ray Allen didn't do anything after he got game. He did Jesus Shows Worth, and and that was it.
0: Right. Right. And I think maybe for some of these guys, yeah, yeah, for some of these guys, it's like you scratch that itch, you try it out. It was a great experience, but you don't have to like stay in it for a long time. But Anthony Edwards is also in the film. He's kind of like the opposing basketball player against Swancho. He's going to do another movie for sure, for sure. Yeah,
1: when you're a young guy like that, young and young superstar, up and coming superstar in the NBA, like you see that all these guys want to get into some form of entertainment, like LeBron launching, you know, his production company. And like Rudy yeah. Gay doing a podcast, you know, with Believe, like J.J. Reddick and, and Draymond, like they all want to get in the media. They want all want to get in the entertainment. For as young as Anthony Edwards is, like this is such a good move for his career, you know, like seeing if, you know, you have the acting chops, but also getting something out there. Because, you know, as we know, like we're, we're actors ourselves, like it, it takes time to get on set and to learn the ins and outs of the industry and to also yeah. be taken seriously by directors and producers and writers and casting directors, it doesn't matter if you're in the NBA. You know, like sure, it helps your. It's a fast track. You know, you 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 get noticed a lot quicker than you would have before. But you still need that that experience. You still need those reps. So the fact that Anthony's done that at such a young age, and that he's coming to his own right now as an NBA player, like he's going to be a double edged sword if he wants to continue well, to go in this path.
0: And it's not even it's not even just acting opportunities because you look at something like Kyrie Irving. This is a little bit of the reverse scenario. He started the Uncle Drew stuff, not as a movie, but it was as a, a partnership with Pepsi, commercial. I believe.
1: Yep, Right. yep. So He was, so he was uh, it's a, duping and deaking people on commercials.
0: <laughs> right, right. So it's it's not only, if for Anthony Edwards, it's, yeah, you can make a buck being the star of your own movie, of course, if he wants to make the next iteration of you know, we had like Mike. Then we had Thunderstruck with Kevin Durant. And if there's the next version of that, and Anthony Edwards wants Anthony Edwards wants to be the star, he's already shown that he can do that from from this movie Hustle. Um, I think everyone that watches it, if they whether they like the movie or not, will admit that Anthony Edwards kind of steals the show in moments because he's just right. such a vivacious personality. But now, if you're a brand, you're whoever you're Mountain Dew who just did something with Zach Levine or you're a shoe brand, you're a Nike or whatever it is. And you see Anthony Edwards, I'm sure he already has an existing shoe deal, but you see Anthony Edwards, you're like, this guy can be the face of our brand for the next 10 years, for the next 15 years, we'll pay him whatever we need to, to make sure that, that that happens and that we're creating great content because the commercials of old that are just like strict sell don't work. It has to be through an influencer that I care about as a viewer that I actually want to wear or drink that drink because Anthony Edwards is drinking that drink. And I love Anthony Edwards. You know, like that, yeah.
1: it's important. He, he honestly, it, it's crazy to think about, but he could be a t- in terms of just like not value as a player, like not, he's valuable, he is. But yeah. like as a personality in the NBA, he could be a top 20, maybe top 10 most valuable personality as it stands right now because he's 20 years old. He was a number one overall draft pick. He's starting to play very well, and he's showing that he can act and do these these things for the media. Now, if you're trying to reach a younger audience, right? If you're a product, there's guys that are his age that you're trying to reach, you know, or around that age group. He's your perfect guy. So yeah. he's already proven to be pretty funny too in the media with his post game interviews in the past and and press conferences and stuff like that. So yeah, I'm really like what I'm seeing out of him. And it's funny because when you Google Anthony Edwards right now, the first Anthony Edwards that pops up is the old Goose from Top Gun, just because Top Gun was so relevant. Right. But I think Young Anthony Edwards here is going to be overtaking him pretty soon when uh, Top Gun starts to fizzle out a little bit. Although I don't know if you've seen it yet, but amazing movie, the new Top Gun.
0: I still haven't seen it. I I still haven't seen it. Um, Definitely on my list to to check out. I heard that the sound top gun is incredible and Mm -hmm. i'm i may be waiting to watch it at home because i've got a fun little thing in my house now nick and it's the sonos ray um because yeah the sound bar that i i hook up to my tv so i'm i might wait to watch it at home so that i can use the sonos um ray because the sound is just so crisp and, and so yeah. clean. Um, and, and while I do have a flat screen TV, flat should only be describing a TV. It should never be describing a TV sound because you should want to experience entertainment like you never have experienced it before. And you can do that with the Sonos Ray. It's a compact and easy to use soundbar that puts you at the center of shows, movies for me, so to be Top Gun, games and more with crisp highs and precisely balanced bass. Breeze through the setup with help from the Sonos app. I installed it, downloaded the app. Took about three minutes to install. Um, now I, you know, I can I can access it remotely wherever I am in my apartment. Um, the TV is off. Stream music, radio, podcasts. Maybe our show. Maybe Nikki Snacks Crider's new set. His new song. Whenever he drops a track on SoundCloud, whatever you want to listen to. Audiobooks from all your favorite services. Visit Sonos.com to learn more about the Sonos Ray. Seriously, can't can't speak highly enough about it.
1: I'm definitely listening to the charity Stripe on my Sonos Ray. <laughs> There's nothing like it to hear to hear Josh's voice that loud and crisp and precise. It's it's a it's a whole nother level, especially yeah. when he when he hits you with the "We're back." It just and echoes throughout of- the room. Perfect. Speaking
0: of Josh, Josh, Joshua Fisher. I was thinking of like a middle middle uh nickname for him, but I still we still don't have one. He'll be back next week. We're excited to have him back. Hopefully he's in good spirits. Um, and the Celtics have won an NBA championship for his sake, for our hey. <laughs> for our prediction's sake. Hopefully the Warriors win in six. Uh I, I'm Alexander disopolis Nikki's next Crider as well. Joining me today. We're the charity stripe. Hit your free throws. Cause they free. We'll be back next week.
1: Cause they free.
0: Thank you for joining us. Please catch the Charity Stripe every Thursday at 6 p.m. on the Mightier 1090 ESPN Radio.
1: Thank you for listening to Believe. You can show support to your host by subscribing to the show and giving us a five-star rating on your preferred platform. Check us out at Believe.com and search for B-L-E-A-V on YouTube.